We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Rotowire Sports Gambling Podcast, sponsored as always by the best sports book in the land, BetMGM. As always, use that promo code BetRoto, B E T R O T O, over at betmgm.com or on the BetMGM app. If you sign up with BetMGM using that bonus code BetRoto, you can receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets. Make sure you do that. I mean, John, this is, this is the best time of the year to be betting, right? We, we, had, a, we had a sports book manager. Uh, from Circa, join us on the XM show last night. It was really fun chatting with him, Jeff Benson, uh, kind of getting some some behind the curtain looks at you know everything that goes into odds making. And I mean, he confirmed what we already know that this is by far the biggest weekend of the year for sports betting, and and you know really for both sides, for betters and for uh, you know those who who take the bets. He, he said the only thing that really compares is the first weekend of March Madness because you get kind of four days worth of betting, but. Uh, you know, he said the Super Bowl kind of blows everything out of the water, which to me, not surprising. It makes sense. It's it's getting me to uh, to yet again drive on up to to Tennessee, where where sports betting is legal. I'm going to do that on Saturday and and get uh, everything locked in as far as my my betting interests go for for the coming week. If anything comes across, I'll, I'll have to just make a mad dash uh, back up there. But yes, I'll be I'll be in Chattanooga uh, this weekend. It's a fun little. You know, th- this will be the second year, so cementing it as a tradition, a new tradition, really. Um, but I'm excited. That's always a, a fun little little foray. Uh, plop down in a in a coffee shop somewhere, and they they just think I'm on my phone. But no, I, I'm in the lab, absolutely cooking up, making money. Um, that's right. Yeah, they they. It's like uh, yeah, that meme of the guy standing in the corner, like they they don't know that I that I'm putting in several winning bets and even more losing bets. Yeah, they don't know that I'm putting two thousand dollars on the Jaguars to win the 2024 Super Bowl at 15 to one. Uh, by the way, oh no, excuse me, I'm looking at the wrong odds. That's for that's for DeAndre Hopkins. They're 30 to one uh, to win the Super Bowl. We will get into that. We're of course going to talk about the Super Bowl that is a little over a week away. Uh, but you know, we we still do have some time, so we're going to treat this episode as our initial pass at you know the the spread, the total, uh, a bunch of props. I mean, it's almost overwhelming how many props you could bet on over at BetMGM, and that, that number will only increase as we get closer to Super Bowl Sunday. But we'll be back with another episode next week. We'll, we'll kind of treat that as our final 
uh, bets of the week. That's when we'll give out our locks. We'll, we'll try to build some same game parlays as well. We know everybody loves those. Uh, try to find a way to, to manufacture a teaser. Might have to rope in the senior bowl, uh, tease, tease some of the scores in that game down, but we'll find a way. <laughs> uh, and then we're also going to be doing a betting contest with some of our, our, our affiliates over at Bookies. Uh, we'll be doing that next Thursday. So that'll be released in podcast form. Uh, it'll be available in video form as well. But essentially, John, you and I, are teaming up and we're going to be given 1000, what I'm told fictional dollars. Uh, you know, hopefully we can, you know, maybe, maybe get in Peter Shanky's ear and make that real money. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have a contest to see, you know, we'll, we'll divide it up. I think we'll probably do maybe somewhere between seven and 10 bets per side. And whoever does better will be crowned the champion. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Those guys are, are a lot of fun. Uh, did, did some stuff with them. Uh, March madness, last year so I'm, I'm sure that they are sharpening their axes for for this you know proverbial cage match uh that, that we'll have going on mm-hmm. uh, uh on podcast form next week but yeah it's a it's a fun like exercise um there, there's another thing that i've done in the past w- with um with the rt sports guys where they just give you a fictional budget and you just run wild with with the board uh we do that over the summer for for like mm-hmm. all uh nfl and college uh, I believe I I locked in Georgia to with my like first pick in that one last year. So so it went well. Um, this one obviously things will be a little bit tightened up. It's less futures uh, oriented. It's all in the Super Bowl. But uh, yeah, there there is no shortage of uh, things to pick from uh, as it as it comes to the Super Bowl. So I'm really excited and and I'll be really really uh, trying to dial in, uh, try to work my sources, see what color that Gatorade is. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, we'll we'll get in more into our strategy on that uh, next week. You know, we we got a conference, we got to huddle up, uh, get in the lab Monday through Wednesday next week, and really uh, kind of settle in on on where we want to allocate that money. But I was gonna pitch you right now. What if we just put it all on tails for the coin toss? Double up, right? I away. mean, that would be electric. Uh, that would that would make me very like fictionally, but also really like actually stressed out about about the coin toss re- like right off the jump, like all day Sunday, like get. Uh, girlfriends all like worried about me. I'm I'm like looking out the window wistfully as if I'm about to go to war or something, and <laughs> like doing some mock coin tosses. So, how do they weight the? Is it a different coin than a quarter? What what you know? What are we looking at here? What uh, you know? What how much etching is on the tail side versus the head side, and and is that going to influence the flight? Yeah, it, w- it would not really make for a great podcast. I'll tell you that. If we we just show up and we say, yep, we're putting all $1,000 on tails, that's it. The podcast would be like 10 minutes long. Uh, are, are you a heads or a tails guy in general, by the way? We need to establish this, I think, before we go forward. Um, I am a tails guy. Um, you know, for, for better or for worse, tails never fails, even though it occasionally never. does. But, you know, I'm not paying attention to that. I'm focusing on the positives here. Uh, and I, I would say that just, yeah, tails is the way to go. Uh, again, uh, you, you look at the odds. Over on BetMGM, you know, minus 105 on either side. Um, I'll, I'll take tails up to minus 125. Get, I'll, I'll take the juice. <laughs> get get the alternate spread on the coin toss. I, I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm a tails guy as well. I'm, I'm a hardcore tails guy. I don't think I've ever called heads in my entire life when I've ever been involved in a coin toss, you know, going all the way back to like fifth grade football. I was raised in a tails household. You know, my dad was yes. a tails guy. My grandpa was a tails guy. His dad was a tails guy. Um, so it, it's kind of in my blood to, to call tails. So yeah, we'll see, uh, see if we get any market movement, uh, on the, on the coin toss, but, uh, you know, one other piece of news, by the way, I know you're going out of state to get to some legal betting. Legal sports betting is coming to Milwaukee very soon and potentially as soon as next week. Uh, the, the local Potawatomi casino is opening up a sports book 
And that's not coming until like November, but they're opening up a bunch of kiosks and you could bet on site at the book, which is like nine minutes from my house. So very excited for that. Oh, that's yeah. I, first of all, I love that casino. I've had some good times at that Milwaukee yeah. Pato. Um, so yeah, the fact that they're, that they're getting the kiosks going, I love a good betting kiosk. You know, it's like, a, uh, in Vegas when, when we were there over the summer, just like hop out of the pool, throw some bets down on the, uh, on the home run derby and put them away safely. And then, uh, you're off to the races. Uh, I love that. Exactly. I'm, I'm pumped for it. I'm hoping we can, you know, kind of weasel our way in there and, you know, maybe, maybe get some sort of deal going with them, but they're converting a 500 seat theater into a sports book. So I, I think it's going to be pretty legit. I, I'm excited for it, but we will, uh, yeah, we'll probably have to address that. Maybe we can. Maybe I'll do a live episode next year uh, of the of the NFL betting pod uh, from that sports book once it's open. But anyway, you're here for Super Bowl talk. We're going to give you Super Bowl talk, and the line is held pretty steadily, John. It's been you know it was kind of all over the place in the first half hour. Uh, you know, we, we talked to Jeff Benson about that, and he, he said it was just insane for that first 30 minutes when they opened up. It was just yo-yoing back and forth, but really for the most part, uh, it, it settled at one and a half pretty much across the board. That's what we're seeing at that MGM uh, money line, obviously uh, juice towards the Eagles minus minus one twenty five. there chiefs plus one Oh five uh, total has settled at 49 and a half at that MGM. What are your initial leans at this stage? So uh, I'm about to hit you with, with some groundbreaking analysis that certainly uh, neither you nor any of our listeners have heard this entire week, which is on one hand, you could say that the Eagles have the better team, the better roster. And you could also say that the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes, and that might be more than enough for the Chiefs to get it done. And you know what? I I, I got to eat crow a little bit. I, I think that the, the Eagles, obviously, last week's game went so sideways for, for the 49ers, it's hard to like extrapolate a ton. But the Eagles absolutely took care of business in that one. Super impressed by, by their pass rush, their front seven. In particular, the offensive line also just kind of dominated um, as well. And I feel like, you know, the success that, that the Chiefs had as far as generating pressure last week, I, I don't really feel like they'll be able to get it, get after it the, the same exact way um, against this Eagles front. So, you know, Jalen Hurts still gives me a little bit of pause, but I think the rest of that Eagles team is just so strong top to bottom that it, it's going to be hard for me to to go away from them and, and you know again with with the spread being what it is with them just needing to win by two points I think that's well within grasp so you know kind of going against my, my gut that, that I've been rolling with uh for a while like it, as a, as it comes to the Eagles I am on Philly uh said birds I'm on Philly as well I am. And it, it's, it's ironic because, you know, as you recall last week, the you know, big part of the case that I laid out for you for why the Eagles would beat the 49ers, uh, it was not because Brock Purdy would get hurt and Josh Johnson would come in as like the most unprepared backup quarterback of all time. Uh, looked like he had just had no plans at any point to play football that day. Uh, it was because I thought, you know, the, the 49ers and the Eagles were very even teams when you line up the rosters. But I thought the one spot where Philly had the decided advantage was that quarterback. And obviously the game played out in such a unique way that I don't feel like there's a ton of takeaways. And it's not like Jalen Hurts dominated that game by any means. I mean, two weeks in a row, the Eagles ran the ball exactly 44 times, uh, which speaks to you know the, the game script against the Giants and then obviously how things devolved last week. But it's interesting because I can no longer fall back on that argument. You know, I can't say like, I'm siding with the team that has Jalen Hurts because now you could say, like, I, I like the Eagles roster better, but the one position where they don't have the advantage is quarterback. Right, exactly. So that it's going to be, 
it's going to be something where I, I could see myself waffling uh, by, by this time next week. But again, I will go with the Eagles. Like you said, that they definitely don't have the edge at quarterback here. And Mahomes with a couple weeks to, to get that ankle close to 100%. Uh, that's huge. But, you know, and again, injury reports only mean so much at this stage when we still have like 10 days almost to go. But that's a really banged up group of receivers that, that the Chiefs have. Mm-hmm. And, and so you know that the Eagles are going to be able to kind of dedicate so many resources to at least slowing down Travis Kelsey. I don't think that they can stop him. I don't think anyone can. Um, but you know, if, if, if the chiefs are like overly reliant on, on guys that aren't overly experienced at the receiver position, I think that, that, you know, that, that could end up being a bit of a problem for them over the course mm-hmm. of, of this game and something that, you know, it cuts a couple par- promising drives short, that type of thing. So uh, I think in a sense, you know, it, it you know, the, the Chiefs' run game becomes like all the more important in this one. Pacheco looked great; he's looked great this this postseason, really, in in general. But um, definitely interested to see how he's going to be able to perform against that the aforementioned uh, front seven of the Eagles that that has been just completely nails uh, the, the this entire season. It's funny; it, it felt like Pacheco had this massive game last week, and and he, he did overall. But uh, a, a lot of the big plays came through the air which has not really been a huge part of his game this year. He hasn't been catching a ton of passes. They use him in more of a traditional running back role. But, I mean, he had fewer than 30 rushing yards last week because, you know, some of those short passes where he's breaking tackles and, you know, running 15 yards down the field, you know, those were those were coming on dump-offs or swing passes. So it, it's going to get a little murky, I think, when you start to dig into uh, you know, some of the, like, the props for Pacheco. Um, I, I feel like there could be a, a Miles Sanders regression coming as well I think you see the two touchdowns last week and everybody's going to want to jump on that uh so I think that's going to be really interesting to monitor as well uh total I mentioned sitting at four or 49 and a half uh did you have a lean there I, I'm kind of feeling the over I, I would love to see the over but my, my sense is the under the the trends in in recent Super Bowls you know it's been what five straight Super Bowls with, with an under no I'm sorry four straight uh, the last one that, that went over what was the Philly versus New England game, the, the Nick Foles game, as it were. But, um, yeah, the unders hit in each of these. The, and, uh, you know, 49 and a half is a, is a pretty large number. I mean, that that's right right at what uh, last year's number was. We, we've seen it uh, in the 50s each of these last couple of years. So that probably informs a little bit more as to why uh, the under has been hitting so regularly. But I just feel like the defense is – uh, the defense of the Eagles is going to be able to slow that this Chiefs offense enough, and and I feel like the Eagles offense isn't going to be able to get everything that they want like they did last week against you know what what ended up being a very tired uh, 49ers defense. So um, I, I do believe that the under is the is the direction that I'm going to lean there. But I, you know again, you you look at these two offenses how explosive they can be, um, and I, I think an over is completely possible. I'm going to feel queasy about the under the entire game. So my case for the over here is, you know, these teams were one and two in the NFL in explosive pass plays during the regular season. So we're talking passes of at least 25 yards. And obviously if the chiefs have uh, still a banged up receiving core a week from now, uh, maybe we feel a little bit differently about that, but both of these teams can be quick strike offenses. The Eagles were also top five in explosive run plays. You know, both these teams can score quickly and they're both really aggressive, right? I mean, I, we talked last week about uh, like, I love the, the Robbie gold, over one and a half field goals. And, you know, obviously that, that went up in smoke once, once the 49ers lost all their quarterbacks, but you know, they're the 49ers are much different than Philly and much different 
from the Chiefs in that they're not a great red zone team. They they tend to be conservative. They're they're okay, you know, punting in kind of these weird advantage spots, and they'll they'll take the points. Whereas we're looking at two teams that are not scared to go for it on fourth down, that are not scared to take chances down the field. We saw it on the first possession of the game last week for the Philadelphia Eagles. So I I, I don't think we I don't think we have coaches here that are going to try to ease into this game at all. Like Sirianni is pedaled to the metal right away. And I, I think Andy Reid is going to end up doing the same. So, uh, you know, they're, they're both really good on third downs. They're both really good on fourth downs. They're top four in yards per drive. They're top four in score percentage. Um, I, w- I will say, though, John, 74% of the money when I looked this up yesterday night uh, was on the under. So, you know, the, people are tailing you on that one. Well, if anything, that should make you feel better uh, that, that, uh, I'm I'm that donkeyed up uh, on on my side for for that one. So yeah, it, it, I think you know those metrics are, are you know very strong and and you know we have a season's worth of of data to play with there. This isn't like you know looking at looking at those metrics in week three or anything like that. You know this is end of the season type of stuff. And yeah, I mean that those bear out. Those are two offenses that that generate those huge plays all the time. You know, best in the league at it. So. We, we could we could absolutely see that. I'm just betting a li- maybe just a little bit more on on the defenses uh, showing up in this case and limiting that those bigger plays. I want to ask you about this Kansas City team in general. This is now their third Super Bowl berth in six years. Mahomes is the undisputed best quarterback in the league. I'm not even going to entertain any discussions. At the same time, I don't I don't really feel like this Chiefs team has like the same air of invincibility that it did a couple of years ago, like that, that first Super Bowl run, you know, obviously when they, when they went in and won it, you just thought like, man, this team is unbeatable. Like they have the best quarterback. They have the best skill guys. They have the best coach. Uh, I like, obviously they, they were good enough to get there this season, but it, it was not a dominant regular season by any means. I, I think for a while they, they really felt the loss of Tyreek Hill. And of course they get a ton of credit for navigating through a, a super, super difficult AFC to get here. But I, I, I don't feel the way of like the same way about this team as I did in the past. Like I, I don't view them as like a, you know, like the, the 73 win warriors or anything. So, you know, there are a lot of people that want to question the Eagles path to getting here and you know, their path was easy. They had the easiest schedule in the regular season. Obviously they didn't set their own schedule. This is not college football. Uh, you know, you get the giants in the divisional that turned out to be a much easier game than we expected. And then you get this just ridiculously banged up 49ers team in the title game. But I, I don't see this as a situation where the Eagles are now walking in, you know, facing this like Goliath like opponent. Uh, am I underrating the Chiefs? I, I I don't really think so. But at the same time, do we? Is there like the human element where you know are, we're not like bored of the Chiefs, but you know they they've set their own bar so high as far as like what we expect from them that it, even if they didn't match it completely this year, that still doesn't mean that they're not an excellent excellent team. Obviously, they're they're in the Super Bowl and everything. And they had to navigate a much trickier uh, road to to this point that, than the Eagles have. You know, but uh, both in the regular season they they played the Bills, they played the Chiefs, lost to both of them. Interestingly, in the in the regular season, um, but yeah, that the, there isn't like quite the same amount of wow factor. But but I think you could also you know on the other side counter with with the with just the experience factor that that they have in this spot that relative to to the Eagles, so. Yeah, I th- I think that yeah, it's it's definitely not a, as as appointment viewing or they haven't been as appointment viewing as maybe in in their earlier iterations 2018, 2019, 2020, um but they are still, 
you know, a, a force to, to be reckoned with. And like you said, the, the numbers still suggest that they are about as good, if, if not better than, than they were in those years. It, it just may not be coming in, in quite the same fashion. All right, let's look at some of the, the, the kind of more basic props that a lot of people are, are going to be digging into. And again, next week, you know, we'll, we'll really go deep on a lot of these. But uh, Jalen Hurts passing yards, 246 and a half. Mahomes up at 290 and a half. Uh, I, I think, you know, Mahomes, we, we could kind of debate that one. It, it's it's going to be really tough either way. It's minus 15 to the over and the under. Uh, Hertz minus 110 to the over, minus 120 to the under. And I, I think a lot of people are going to look at Hertz recent game log and say, okay, this is like 100 yards higher than he had each of the last two weeks. But like, how are you kind of reckoning with trying to game out how the Eagles script this game versus what we've seen the last couple of weeks? And even the end of the regular season, like we... I feel like we don't have a representative sample of like the Eagles playing a normal game since like six weeks ago. Right. Because, you know, you also have to factor in, like you said, that, that, uh, you know, Hertz was injured towards the end of the year, comes back for, for that last game of this, of the regular season. Then the, these last couple of games, he just simply hasn't had to really uh, do a whole lot against either the giants um, or the Niners. But, you know, but before he got injured, he, he turned in a couple of 300 uh, yard performances. I, I think that, you know that this will be a one hand washes the other type of thing where if the if the chiefs are able to generate some momentum um i think that the eagles are going to have to or are going to be inclined uh to try to punch back uh through the air and and you know in some cases like they won't be able to to comfortably like sit back and and dial up all these runs like you mentioned 44 rush attempts each each of these last couple of games so i think that they're going to get maybe a little bit off their spot and off their norm there. So, I mean, we're looking at 21 and a half completions also for, for Hertz, um, in addition to that, to that yardage prop. So I think that there, there is room for, you know, a way to, I, I'm not sure if you can build the parlay exactly, but I think an over on, on both, uh, the completions and the, and the attempts for Hertz makes sense just because I think that the chiefs are, are going to be pushing it on the other side. Yeah. Or even linking, you know, the yards and the attempts, I, th- I felt the exact same way. Uh, you know, I, I think it comes down to, you know, hopefully we'll get some more information on this. And obviously the Eagles are going to be cagey about it, but I, I think the fact that these last two games didn't play out in, in close fashion at all is the Eagles had the benefit of not having to extend Jalen hurts at all with that shoulder. And I, I just, I don't see that being the case again. Like chances are they're, they're really going to have to push it in this game. So like, are, are you worried at all about the shoulder? Like it, is it, is it one of those things where we're going to find out after the season that, you know, it's much more severe and, you know, he's going to need either like months of rest for it to get back to normal or some sort of minor procedure. Like, I, I don't know if I'm of the school of belief that, you know, the two weeks between the NFC title game and the Super Bowl is going to be enough for Hertz to get back to full strength. And again, I, I think this is going to be a close enough game against a really good opponent that the Eagles aren't going to be able to get away with playing Hertz conservatively at all. Right. They, they are going to have to let him let a rip. Um, so for, I think he's tough enough to where we, yeah, like, like you said, like we're, we're just not really going to know the extent of this injury until afterward. It'll be kind of like the famous, you know, NHL stuff where, where after the Stanley cup, it, it comes out that like this guy has been playing on like a torn meniscus mm-hmm. for three months and, and, and logging like 30 minutes of ice time a night type of yeah. deal. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think that, you know, bottom line here, Hertz is a big game player and he's going to, he's, you know, going to be unleashed at full strength is the Super Bowl. You know, like, I don't think that there's going to be any sort of limitations on him. I think he's going full bore. So um, even though it, it may be a, a small factor here, I think that Hertz is going to do everything in his power to, to make it 
a non-story. So there's there's a, a whole bunch of promoted parlays. Um, obviously, they're all same game parlays. We're dealing with one game here. Uh, over at BetMGM, you could get Jalen Hurts to score anytime, Travis Kelsey to score anytime, and the over 50 and a half at plus 380. I kind of like that. I mean, obviously, you're, you're relying on a rushing touchdown from Jalen Hurts, so, so that gets a little bit dicey. Uh, but I, I don't really mind that one. Um, how are we feeling about Pacheco and Miles Sanders in this game? Um, and when, when you start to dive into to their uh, player props, uh, you know, you could get Miles Sanders at 57 and a half. That's the over under, uh, juiced a little bit to the over Pacheco 49 and a half for rushing yards. So I, I think that I'm probably taking the, the under on both. I, I think I'd be more comfortable, uh, when it comes to Sanders, just betting on the anytime touchdown, it seems like mm-hmm. the Eagles really have that figure. I mean, like there was no one in the same zip code as him. They were across the Schuylkill river, uh, while, while he was crossing into the end zone, uh, last weekend, nobody around him. So uh, he's, and, uh, and not to cut you off, but well, I am going to cut you off. Those were early in the game, right? Like this, this is when it still felt like somewhat of a, a competitive portion of that game. So I, I think those touchdowns are meaningful, right? I mean, it's not like San Francisco, like San Francisco, I wouldn't say they gave up, but I think they accepted their fate in the second half. Whereas correct me if I'm wrong, like both of those Sanders touchdowns were, were early in the game. Yeah, they, they were. And, and like you said, the, the game was still in the balance for those and those were, you know, beautifully blocked. And I mean, I, I think I would argue that that um, the chief, or I'm sorry, the the 49ers defensive line, uh, front seven in in its total uh, is probably better than, than the Chiefs. And yet the the Eagles were able to blow them off the ball. So I, I really do believe that that Sanders, uh, when they get into the red area, he's he's the the top option. Also, you have to factor in like we were just talking about with with Hertz. Maybe they don't want to expose him to, to hits down near the goal line. So Sanders w- would be your Huckleberry in those instances. So I like Sanders for any time touchdown, but, but yardage, I'm a little bit more skeptical just because it, they do rotate uh, so, so much, but it, he is the clear guy in the red zone. So therefore touchdown is where I'm leaning for, for Sanders. Mm-hmm. I like that. And, and again, it's, it's ultimately going to come down to like, do you believe that they can get away with being conservative with Hertz? I, I just don't think they can. Like, I, I think if you're, you're in the Super Bowl, like he, obviously if he's in like significant pain, you're not going to, you know, put him in a position where he's going to get more injured. But I, I just, I, I don't, I don't think Philly is going to have the benefit of being able to kind of feel it out and, and see if they need Jalen Hurts to be Jalen Hurts. It's like you're playing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, man. Like all, all bets are off, uh, for for lack of a better term. But any other props really stand out to you? Uh, otherwise, we could talk. You know, Super Bowl MVP, some dark horses for that. Well, uh, you know, at, at the same time, when, when it comes to the Hurts thing, like it, it whether or not they they want to be conservative uh, with Hurts' uh, rushing. You know, I, I think it it does matter for Philadelphia. Like, it is a eighty percent Jalen Hurts better in the red zone than, than a Miles Sanders right now. And I would, yeah. I would, I would lean with with Sanders. So um, that that's just kind of where I end up coming down with it. Um, as far as like any anytime touchdowns are concerned, um, I'm probably off of someone like like a Jarek McKinnon. Uh, in this one, I, I think that he would need to catch one in order to score. And obviously he did that, you know, plenty, especially uh, late in the season. I'd be I'd be pretty interested in in another MVS uh, touchdown if he's like kind of the last man standing as far as the the wide receivers go. Um, plus mm-hmm. 290. I think that, that that's an interesting way of going about it. Um, just stray comment. But that uh, that throw from Mahomes to to Valdez Scantling for for that touchdown was I mean, he had to like catch it out of self-defense. Like it was just such a freaking seed. Uh, that was unreal. Um, but 
those are kind of where I'm where I'm thinking as far as anytime touchdown. But it wouldn't surprise me if something goofy, if the um, if the I'm sorry, if the Chiefs were able to to dial up something goofy to, you know, like the Bell Dozer or Noah Gray or Jody Fortson. So I'll probably package up um, a couple like, you know, just like a, a couple of bucks on, on each of those just in the in the event that one of them scores, because we know that the Chiefs can get really, really creative down in the red zone. And those are three guys that I think would, would be candidates to to punch it in so noah gray plus 700 blake bell 11 to 1 jody fortson 9 to 1 probably a little bit more more inclined on on gray and and uh fortson but you know can't can uh can't fully count out the belldozer you know one bet i kind of like is philly uh to to be leading after the first quarter you can get that at plus money plus 125 and it feels like philly scores on his first drive every game they've been one of the best teams in the league all year at you know especially if they get the ball first just going down and setting the tone we saw it uh last week of course they were aggressive going for it on fourth down shouldn't have of course gotten that fourth down but it is what it is and they ended up scoring a touchdown uh i I mean i'd like philly to win the game and you know you can get there a number of ways but getting that a plus money i I think there's some value there i mean they were fourth in the league in terms of average first quarter scoring this season chiefs were not far behind so it's not like we're looking at a a massive gap there but um I, i i do think philly comes out aggressively I, I think they'll have a really nice script to begin the game. They always do. Uh, so even even if you're on the Chiefs to, to win the game or you're, you're still deciding, I, I would look at that first quarter uh, minus 0. 0.5 at, at plus 125. Yeah, I, re- I really like that call. They, they are notoriously hot starters, um, and they're great in the – are they great in the third or fourth quarter as well? Like what one of the best like ever uh, as far as efficiency in, in, in one of those second-half quarters. Um, but, yeah, first – First quarter, especially, um, I, I think that that is an interesting call, especially at the, at the plus money. Uh, let, let's talk uh, Super Bowl MVP real quickly here. Uh, obviously, Hurts and Mahomes favorites by a mile. That makes sense. But we've also seen plenty of Super Bowls over the years. You know, it feels like what one out of every three or so you, you get like your your Dion Branch or your your Dexter Jackson or Von Miller was a Super Bowl MVP, I, I believe. Uh, so it, it, it certainly happens and. Look, I'm on the Eagles to win this game, and if I believe that, I think Jalen Hurts makes sense. He's at plus 110, a slight favorite over Mahomes at 125. But if we're talking about Hurts potentially being compromised, potentially you know handing it off on plays where he would normally plow it in, uh, if it's not going to be Jalen Hurts for the Eagles, who are some of the other candidates that make sense to you? Um, I might look look at the defense a, a little bit, um, especially if this game goes under uh, someone that, that can – get a, a couple of sacks I, I think would be particularly interesting Hassan Reddick uh, seems to be just playing at, at a totally different level right now and I, I think that there's a good chance that you know his counting stats stack up a little bit more than, than like a Chris Jones Chris Jones obviously had the, the huge game uh, last week but I think there, there's a good chance that, that Reddick if he affects the game in, in a couple of ways forces a turnover gets gets more than one sack um, and the Eagles end up winning that then Reddick ends up being you know a, a major uh, major factor in this one. So uh, if I'm looking at the defensive side of the ball, especially on the, on the Eagles, that, that definitely checks out to me. And then I'd be interested in, in uh, Dallas Goddard um, as well. I don't feel like we we've seen his huge uh, postseason breakout just yet. Well, but uh, you know, I think that there's a, there's a chance that um, he could uh, exploit the chief secondary at the safety position. So in the last nine Super Bowls, four Super Bowl MVPs have been non-quarterbacks. So like 45% of the time, uh, at least, you know, in, in the last decade, you, you're, you're seeing a non-quarterback. So there is real value here. I mean, obviously, it's 
I, I would love to bet. Uh, like, I, I would hope that BetMGM would maybe offer this. Like, you, you can bet on the position, but I would, I would love for it to be like Hertz and Mahomes or the field to, to see where that number would come in. But uh, you could bet on any wide receiver to be the Super Bowl MVP at seven to one, any tight end at ten to one, running back or fullback at fourteen to one, defensive lineman thirty to one, cornerback eighty to one, safety eighty to one. Offensive lineman at 100 to one as an <laughs> offensive lineman. Like imagine the game you would have to have as an old lineman to win Super Bowl MVP. I don't even know what the blueprint for that is, but I mean, we saw it with a receiver last year in Cooper Cup. We we saw it a few years ago with Julian Edelman uh, in that low-scoring Pat's Rams Super Bowl. Uh, we mentioned Von Miller, and then you know the, the Seattle romp over Denver. That was Malcolm Smith, uh, a defensive back. So you know th- there is value to be had here. Uh, like Devontae Smith is one guy to me that I, I kind of like. He's at 25 to one. And I, you know, it's hard to lay out like an airtight case for why anything is going to hit at 25 to one, but there's something about Devonte Smith in big games, right? I mean, this dude won the Heisman as a receiver. We, we saw him go off in the national title game. Like, I don't know. I, I, I will be surprised if he doesn't step up and he's going to have to have a huge game, you know, to, to actually win Super Bowl MVP, but I, I could see him working his way into the mix. Yeah. I, I unfortunately am, am very familiar with Devonte yes. Smith's abilities in, in championship uh, type of settings. Also familiar with Jalen Hurts's, uh, which was pretty bad um, back in uh, the 2018 National Championship game. And that birthed the Tua game in second 26, which obviously Devontae Smith cut. But no, Devontae Smith, as far as like long shots go, like 25 to one. Yeah, that that's that's solid. He's obviously, uh, you know, he he runs his routes deep down the field. They're looking for That's obviously a part of this Eagles offense that's clicking right now. Uh, whether he's actually catching the ball or not, I, I would imagine that Andy Reid would, would uh, ask to take a second look at that one, unlike Kyle Shanahan. But mm-hmm. no, I, I do I do like that one. And AJ Brown seems to maybe this is the spot that that he really uh, comes alive. But uh, Smith, I'm not saying he's playing better than than Brown right now, but he's performing a little bit better. So I, I do like that call. I, I think if Kansas City wins, it has to be Mahomes. And I, I know that's oversimplifying it because in those games that I mentioned where non quarterbacks won. That meant that Russell Wilson, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and Matthew Stafford didn't win. So it's not like we're talking teams that just have like, you know, nobody's at quarterback. So you know, there, there is precedent for, you know, superstar quarterbacks not winning it. But it, it just feels like it would have to be Mahomes. I mean, I think you would kind of get the carryover narrative from, you know, the ankle game last week against the, the, the Bengals. And the only way I guess I could see that not happening would be a monster performance by someone like Chris Jones or one of those like Travis Kelsey four touchdown games. Yeah, yeah. Uh... You know, Kelsey would be obviously like the the second pick among uh, the, these Chiefs guys, and if he kind of helps fuel the victory, and like you know, the touchdown count is concentrated uh, in his favor, where he's catching multiple scores, then it's going to be you know similar to, to Cup, where where Stafford maybe played a, a what 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 might win you a Super Bowl MVP in other years. Uh, the fact that the Cup just had such a strong performance, it ends up being the, being the overall tiebreaker. But yeah, it's going to be hard for for anyone other than Mahomes to to get it for for KC. So as we speak, I'm scrolling down, and I I hope that BetMGM is listening. I, I think it's also possible that I just didn't scroll far enough and didn't see that. But they do have the quarterback versus the field bet, so you could bet on a quarterback to win Super Bowl MVP at minus six fifty. Any other position at four to one. That's uh, right on the borderline for me. I mean, four to one, it's not bad. But I, I, feel, I feel like I'd rather take a stab on, you know, maybe a couple of these long shots, throw a little money out there on like Devontae Smith and Travis Kelsey, and then, you know, maybe pick a defensive player and, and kind of play your odds there. Yeah, Son Reddick uh, checking in as I believe the, the top uh, defensive player as far as the, the odds go, uh, mm-hmm. plus 3,000. So I, I wasn't completely insane with, with what I was saying 
uh, just a few minutes ago, Chris Jones, but uh, by comparison, uh, plus 5,000. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, four to one, not quite enough for me to steer, to, uh, to steer me in that direction. Travis Kelsey to have two or more touchdowns, by the way, is only plus 310. That, that is a crazy low number uh, right. for, for, <laughs> for that type of output. Yeah, that I I can't. No, I'm going to need four plus or four or five to one minimum uh, before I start thinking about that. But yeah, three, three, mm-mm, not doing it. I want to take a second and look at the 2024 Super Bowl odds, which are, are fun to discuss. Like I, I'm a big futures guy. I, I love just kind of diving in on things like this as soon as they're released. Uh, not surprisingly, the chiefs are the favorites right now. Plus five fifty. Uh, the Eagles are eight to one, the 49ers seven to one Cincinnati nine to one. I'll tell you right now, I love both Philly and Cincy at those numbers. And you know, you're kind of playing with fire here when we're talking about an event that's over a year away, but I think there is some value there. It's more fun though, to talk about teams that are 20 to one or beyond. Like, is there anybody in that kind of mid tier group that, uh, if you're going to put down a little coin, you know, you'd feel comfortable with. I, yes. So, uh, like you said, chiefs, chiefs, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Bengals, Eagles definitely like those numbers. I'm surprised that the Eagles are, are where they are relative to like the Niners and, and the bill, the bills. I, I think we, we, we mentioned this, uh, on the XM show on Tuesday, that that's the fade of all fades, uh, for, you know, as, as far as the, the second highest, um, odds are concerned. Uh, I'm not there with, with the jets or the Eagles. I, I, I think that them, going into their first real playoff run under this particular regime or nucleus, um, asking them to, to finish the drill and, and go all the way. I can't quite get there. I need someone with a little bit more playoff experience. Uh, the chargers, uh, obviously that their foray into the postseason was a abject disaster. Uh, but they have gotten rid of Lombardi. I think that Staley is going to start to figure things out a little bit more, be a little bit less beholden to, uh, just what the, what the, chat PNG or what, whatever the, the, uh, AI thing is now, uh, give it, telling him what to do. Um, I think that he's going to get a better, you know, feel for, for, you know, what's actually going on on the field and, and, you know, react accordingly. So I think his decisions are going to start to get better here moving forward. And you, you have Justin Herbert, if they add a speed element, um, mm-hmm. over the top in, in that receiving core, um, open things up, uh, obviously everyone's going to remember Kellen Moore for his last play, um, with, with the Cowboys. I mean, that that's right up there w- with that Indianapolis play for against the Patriots a few years ago. But, um, I, I feel like the chargers really are there. And I feel like, you know, that's a real time is a flat circle type of take because they always seem to have a roster that that's about ready to go, um, all the way. And they, they never seem to, to figure it out. They always play weird games during the regular season and, and, you know, sometimes cost themselves, uh, in the postseason or even a, a postseason berth, but I do like the Chargers at twenty-two to one. Um, and then uh, if Lamar Jackson's back and they make a splash in free agency, especially at the receiver spot, thirty to one on the Ravens is, is something I'd be very, very interested in. And I think the Dolphins are, are kind of in that in a similar discussion. Uh, we we obviously you know you got to be concerned about Tua's ability to to stay healthy for the entirety of the season. But if the offensive line gets better around him, maybe they add a little bit more juice at running back. Um, that that's a defense or that's a, that's a team that, that is very strong. I think it has the goods. I think it has the goods to win the East next year, set up a home playoff game, all that good stuff. And they, they, they're going to get Vic Fangio as well. Um, so that the defense should be a little bit tightened up as well. Yeah. You hit on pretty much all the teams that I would mention. Uh, I, I don't love the Broncos. I'm not ready to buy back in on them. They're at 30 to one as well. Uh, yeah, the Packers at 30 to one, like if, 
by some miracle, Aaron Rodgers is back. That becomes a little interesting. Like they, they would not open at 30 to one uh, when it gets closer to, to September. I can assure you of that. So you know, if you're of the belief that somehow Rodgers comes back, there, there could be some value there, but you're doing a little bit of wish casting. Uh, you know, Jags, shocking to see them at 30 to one. I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl. I think the AFC uh, is just a little too tough, but I think pound for pound, the Ravens are the best value. I, I think they are, they're undervalued here. It sounds like Lamar's going to be back. If he stays healthy, this is a completely different team. Uh, and like you said, they, they have some room to make additions. The defense should be just as good next season. Uh, so I, I think you, you hit on the right teams there. Uh, by the way, the Vikings 50 to one, pretty hilarious how everybody's back. <laughs> like, I mean, they'll lose some pieces obviously, but man, I mean, just not even a consideration. Yeah, that uh, that just yeah, that goes to show you uh, that, you know, how, how sticky uh, this season was. And the answer is uh, not very. What are your thoughts on the Cleveland Browns with the full season of Deshaun Watson? No, I'm, I'm no, off. Watson. No. I'll, I'll uh, look if we look back and I, you know, I'll, I'll rue the day that I didn't bet the Browns to win the Super Bowl at 45 <laughs> to one. Like that's that's something I can live with. I I, I mean, you know, chances are he'll look better next year than he did this year. But I don't know. I, I don't. You know, it's again, it's the AFC. It's like there's just too many good teams. Like, what are the chances that the Browns, you know, not only navigate through their own division and make the playoffs, but are then better than the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals, the Chargers, the Jets, the Jaguars, the Ravens? I mean, like, it's, I just don't see it happening. Fair enough. Fair enough. But at 45 to one, maybe crazy enough to work. But, but yeah, like, like you said, that it, it, there are better ways to, to yeah. light a, a couple bucks on fire, I suppose. Yeah, 100%. Um, okay. Let's, uh, you know, we, we, I guess we technically did both miss our best bets last week. I, I wasn't really thinking about that, but we were, we were, we did a double lock on the Bengals. Uh, I felt good about it, man. I really did. When, when they converted that third and 16, I mm-hmm. thought we were going to go see the game winning drive. That was going to be it. The Bengals were going to get out of there. They're going to beat the chiefs for the fourth time in a row and be on their way to the Super Bowl. And you know, we, we know what happened from there, but because of that, uh, we, I think we, we got to trade off delivering this message from BetMGM. Yeah, let's split it up and, let, and let's uh, go ahead and, and kick off uh, Super Bowl weekend with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code BETROTO, that's B-E-T-R-O-T-O, and receive up to 1,000 in bonus bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 years or older to wager. 19 or older in Ontario. This is a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards are issued as non-withdrawable bet credits. Credits expire seven days from issuance. And, of course, this excludes Michigan disassociated persons, please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-981. 0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 in Tennessee or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario 
at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states where prohibited promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. All right. Uh, anything else, Super Bowl, NFL betting related that you want to get off your chest here? I think we gotta we gotta save the best for 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 next week. But I, I feel like we, we've we've laid down a good base coat for for our listeners as far as what what to expect uh, next week, and very much looking forward to to the gambling cage match uh, with mm-hmm. with the bookies guys. And yeah, I mean, again, as it stands, let the record show. As as of February second, I am on the Eagles to to win and cover right now, and and we'll have the props okay. a little bit more tightened up uh, th- this time next week. But again. That's where I'm at right now. Okay. And you know, I'm with you. Uh, we have the right to change that pick this time next week if we need to. But uh, again, keep an eye out. We'll, we'll be doing a more in-depth dive at a lot of these props uh, around this time next week. Uh, on Thursday of next week, we'll also be uh, doing that that betting cage match slash ladder match, first ever ladder match via podcast, I, th- I think in, in world history as far as I'm concerned. But very much looking forward to doing that with the bookies, guys. We got the NBA trade deadline next week as well. So we'll, we'll be having an NBA podcast coming your way. Uh, we'll be talking a lot more uh, about this on the Rotowire Sirius XM show. So make sure you listen to that uh, coming at you 7 to 9 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday. John, we'll, we'll have you on there next week. I know you'll be doing a lot of research over the weekend, over these next couple of days uh, into uh, basically every betting angle possible uh, for the Super Bowl. So keep an eye out for all of our content over at Rotowire. We'll be pumping out a ton on the site, on social media, via podcasts. Uh, make sure you subscribe. And of course, if you're doing any betting on the Super Bowl, if you want to lay down bets now, if you want to wait till next week, that's fine. But make sure you're doing it over at BetMGM and use that promo code BETROTO, B-E-T-R-O-T-O. You can receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. For John McKechnie, I'm Nick Whalen. We are out. We will talk again next week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.